Welcome to The Surpassing Worth, a podcast where we study scripture, know Christ deeper, and treasure him above all things. This is your host, Cole. Thanks for joining me. All right, welcome back to The Surpassing Worth. It's episode 31. The title is Don't Close Your Heart, and we will be in 2 Corinthians 6, 11 through 13. Let's read and pray and dive in. Paul says, We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. In return, I speak as to children. Widen your hearts also. Let's pray. Father, I pray that as we approach your word today, that we wouldn't harden our hearts, Lord, as the Corinthians were doing, but we would be receptive and open to the work of grace in our lives, God, uh, the the work of other people in our lives, that, Lord, we wouldn't uh, neglect gathering with other believers, that we wouldn't neglect your word, and last of all, Lord, that we wouldn't neglect the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives. I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're coming to this passage, and this is a short appeal that Paul uh, gives to the Corinthians. It's very pastoral, it's very personal, and I believe that we can get a lot out of it as well. Just a few short verses, but you can really see Paul's heart coming through. And the main point of this is that he's pleading with them, and subsequently, God is pleading with us in this text not to close our hearts to what God is doing. So listen to what Paul says. He says, we have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Look at this personal appeal. You could almost like replace your name here. Uh, I'm speaking freely to you. And he's saying, our heart is wide open. So everything that he said up to this point is so that they would listen to the word and receive it and then turn around and repent. Remember in 2 Corinthians 5, he was he was pleading with them to be reconciled to God. So this congregation, something was going wrong with them. They were letting false teachers come in, or even they were hardening their own hearts against the gospel, against Paul and his ministry. And so he's saying, look, Corinthians, nothing that I have said previously has been out of uh, spite, but rather it's been because of this affection that I have for you. My heart is wide open. I desire you to come back to the word, to come back to the gospel. And listen to what he says in verse 12. He says, you are not restricted by us, so nothing that Paul and his associates have done have, have, has been wrong. He, he has a sincere conscience. But you are restricted in your own affections. What does that mean, your own affections? Well, this word basically just means uh, your desire or even compassion. It's the same word uh, when Jesus looks at the crowds and he has compassion on them in Matthew 9, 36. This word really the the true meaning of it is your bowels, you know, like your guts. So like the, those feelings that come up out of really the, the middle of who you are, the depths of who you are. And so he's saying, Corinthians, don't be uh, restricted in your affections towards us. So at some point, their affections had been hardened to Paul. And I really think this just means that uh, they were hardening themselves against God's work in their lives. And we we see this picture elsewhere. I'm going to turn over to Hebrews 3. And let me just show you what it means to harden your heart against the Lord. This is uh, the author of Hebrews uh, speaking to his audience. He says, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, 
unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you, here it is, may be hardened by what? The deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, together share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end, perseverance. As it is said, today, if you hear his voice, if you hear the word of God, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. He's referencing the Exodus there when they came out of the, the wilderness. So the author of Hebrews is very clear here that an evil and unbelieving heart can lead us to harden ourselves against what God is doing, uh, that we wouldn't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And this can creep in in our lives as believers. I mean, Paul is writing to believers. The author of Hebrews was writing to believers. And so we have to understand that if we allow sin and uh, really the lies of Satan and even our own flesh to begin to uh, take over the work of the Spirit in our lives, if we allow our old way of life uh, to overtake the new, then we will begin to be restricted in our affections, one, to God, Two, to other people, maybe that's uh, pastors or the local church that God has put you around. So this is a plea from Paul that we would not harden our own hearts against him. And then he gives this last appeal in verse 13. He says, in return, I speak as to children. So you can see this fatherly love coming out of Paul, that he is speaking to uh, his spiritual children, that he labored among them, he worked among them, and he doesn't want to see them turn their backs on him. He, he is like a father to them, a spiritual father. He gives this last appeal to widen your hearts also, to come back. Now, I really believe this is practical for us because there will be times in our Christian life when we harden our hearts against what God is doing or even harden our hearts against brothers and sisters who love us. And I get it. I mean, uh, living the Christian life is hard. There's a constant war between the flesh and the spirit. Uh, other believers even in the local church can be really messy. And so there are lots of opportunities for us to become restricted in our affections to God and then to other people. But I just want to leave you with three things. One, it's not to become restricted in uh, how you relate to God personally. So I'm going to label this healthy personal devotion. What do I mean by that? I mean that in your daily life, as, as Jesus tells us in John 15, that we should be abiding in him. And this means coming to the word, uh, praying daily, uh, seeking God's face, and reminding ourselves of the gospel. And a great place to do this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm also going to put Romans 8 here. They say to preach the gospel to yourself every day. Well, we need to do that lest we become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin in our lives because sin can convince us that uh, we are stuck in this, or that what we the affections we felt for God in the past were uh, that was just a one time thing. But we have to preach the gospel to ourselves that we are new creations, that the old has passed away, the new is here, that we are reconciled to God, and therefore reconciled to one one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And then furthermore, Romans eight tells us that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. That if God is for us, He's proven it by giving His only Son for us that nothing can separate us from his love. If you are not doing this on a regular basis, then you will become hardened uh, by sin in your life. Secondly, we need healthy teaching. 
So I mean this in a sense communally, that you need to be in a healthy local body who loves the Lord, where the teaching is from Scripture, uh, that you follow it, you don't insert what you believe into the text, but you let the text speak for itself. As Hebrews 4 tells us, that the Word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, and it pierces to the division of joints and marrow, and it discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So you need a healthy body of believers, uh, healthy teaching, pastorally, like Paul is telling the Corinthians here, pastorally, widen your hearts. You need to sit under uh, healthy teaching uh, through your local church. And then finally, it relates to what I had just said with community, but I mean this in the sense of uh, godly friends who will hold you accountable apart from the large gatherings on Sunday or in other times in the local body. Healthy community. You need uh, other men or other women in your life who will hold you accountable, who will plead with you if you are in sin to widen your hearts again uh, to God and not be restricted in your own affections. So these three things, I think, are really important for not allowing our hearts to be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And we'll end with, again, just Hebrews 3, 12 through 15. Today, if you hear his voice, if you have heard God's voice today, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Don't be like the Israelites who hardened their hearts against God, who had delivered them, who had saved them, who gave them his covenant love. Open your hearts to God. Open your hearts to one another, knowing that we are all brothers and sisters. If we are in Christ, we are new creations. We are reconciled not only to God, but also to one another. So I speak as the children, widen your hearts also to the Lord. 